It's hard to remain unbeaten in men's basketball. Clemson fell flat over the weekend. We'll talk about why they in North Carolina had to step up, couldn't quite get it done, but why other schools stepped in the gap for ACC Hoops. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, it's hard to remain unbeaten in ACC hoops, more importantly in the national landscape, and Clemson fell short of that. They got taken down by Clemson, taken down by Memphis. We'll talk about the Clemson-Memphis matchups, North Carolina-Kentucky matchups, and more here on today's show. Welcome to Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by myself today. I know you're looking for Kenton, but it's hoops talk. He is going to, still probably partying, getting excited about all the transfer news that is coming out of NC State. So you'll see him a little later during the week. We'll talk to him about all of that football news. You know, we have to get his football expertise, but today is about some basketball. We'll talk through some men's hoops and get you ready for what the week will get through. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast and anywhere you listen to podcasts and especially on our YouTube channel. So let's get into it. Clemson was one of the only remaining unbeaten schools in the country, but Saturday they lost to Memphis 79-77 in a non-conference game at the FedEx Forum. Clemson entered the game as one of the only seven unbeaten teams remaining in D1 basketball, but they came up short after the first ever meeting against an 8-2 and two Memphis team that is definitely out with something to prove, currently unranked, trying to find ways to win and defeat all that come within their way. David Jones and Javon Quinner Lee certainly were the two that took down the Tigers during the last bit of that stretch. With the game being tied, it just became down to who wanted it more. The turnovers are going to get you every time, and that's definitely what happened to the Clemson Tigers. They committed a season-high 15 turnovers, including five by leading scorer P.J. Hall, who had 21 points. Now, the 21-year-old is certainly someone that the Tigers look to to be that leader, Joe Girard. Of course, his senior leadership, he'd been in college about 55 years. Unfortunately, it just wasn't the night for the Tigers. They weren't smart with the basketball, and they did not capitalize on turnovers against the Memphis Tigers as well. Now, you say to yourself, of course, Clemson basketball is not something we really get high on around here, not something we really – get too you know, up in arms about, but certainly it's something that we were getting excited about from coach in terms of where this team was trying to take itself, feeling that of not making the tournament last season, feeling that chip on their shoulder and having something to prove. This was the game that you sort of needed to make that happen. Now, is it the worst thing in the world to lose to Memphis? No. Is it first because of your first game? 
Absolutely not. You definitely can shake back. But, you know, you be mindful of like the big losses, the little losses, how the Kim Palm rankings and all that works. It certainly is one that you're not too worried about. But definitely don't want to have a spiral and consider how you have to move forward and sort of keep your head on a swivel and not, not make one loss become two. So there's that. Clemson is certainly, again, a basketball team that we can get hype about, but it's the North Carolina team that we all know when we talk about ACC hoops that have to have that sort of staple big win moments and make sure that they put us in the right position to be successful. And I don't know <laughs> if this North Carolina team can do it, but I have faith. We all know North Carolina graduate myself. Of course, I'm a little bit biased, but I like to get it to you straight. And North Carolina came up very much short against a Kentucky team that just simply had more to prove that night, right? Now, Rob Dillingham decided that he wanted to score 17 points. He wanted to make sure that number four, number 14, Kentucky, always remembered the night that they played and held off North Carolina, and that's certainly what they did. You needed big moments from your big-time players, and then North Carolina just simply didn't get that. It was all the big plays down the stretch that really sealed the win for the Kentucky Wildcats. When you just think about the positions that they were in, the mental mistakes that North Carolina kept making, it was just frustrating. The lack of communication during the, down the stretch, having two people go for offensive rebounds, not being able to just get that game in a tie situation and then go at, jump ahead. It just can never get in the game or get up far enough to where Kentucky wouldn't allow themselves to get out of this game. And then having straight back-to-back -back baskets by Dillingham once again to help secure the win. Well, certainly North Carolina will go back in the film room and think to themselves, what can we do to get better? I'll say for one, Elliot Cadeau. I had talked about how he needed to shoot a little bit more. He did just that better. Not great. <laughs> Not making some key clutch shots, which, hey, when you've seen some guards of old here at North Carolina, Marcus Pages of the world, Raymond Felton's of the world, you think to yourself, okay, when big-time moments, we need big-time players, even Caleb Love, not going to hold you, R.J. Davis doing the thing, Elliot Cadell has to find a way to make those big-time shots if he wants to keep, you know, the high hopes of what we feel like the North Carolina team can be, as well as Cormac Ryan. Sometimes you come in, you're supposed to be that clutch, sharp shooter. Hasn't really shown himself worthy of that yet. I think that is the way, that is something that if I could just have a little Brady Manic come to come to light, I would feel a lot better. A turnover, cool. You, you live to see it the last couple seconds. You had a fluster, flustered play. You don't want to hang your head on that because there's multiple moments that North Carolina could have stayed in that game. Unfortunately, they came up with the L, and now you say to yourself, North Carolina, when there's big moments. You're lucky you got that Tennessee win, but for other big-time top 25 matchups, it always seems to be Hubert Davis, unfortunately, falling short when it comes to those plays, play those games. And I think that what's really hard about all the situation for us is having confidence that this team is going to be able to step up the ACC tournament, NCAA tournament, make the NCAA tournament. I don't think that's going to be a problem this year, but you never know. And just for in general, North Carolina being, you know, doing what they do best, getting big boards, but we need to put the ball in the hoop. Okay. That's the number one, number one part of the game. North Carolina had a hard stretch. We knew this was coming, but they faced Oklahoma on Wednesday in the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. And we all know Jumpman Invitationals are ones where it could be hit or miss. You never know how teams are going to fade. Sometimes it can go great for you. Sometimes it can be shaky. CBS Classic. Hey, if you're listening, 
So as North Carolina looks to figure out its next steps, hopefully they can right the ship and get back on a even playing Oklahoma. Should it be too hard to defeat? But you never know with this group. Let's talk about our friends at eBay Motors. We all know that passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the, all the parts you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, so we're talking through some ACC hoops. 87-83 victory for the Kentucky Wildcats against North Carolina. Memphis beat Clemson 79-77, but there were some good games and some good, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the party. Miami certainly has had a tough start to the year in terms of what we thought they would be, but they are proving themselves to be still a top 25 team that's able to get some victories. Shout out to Wuga Poplar, who had a great night, okay, a season-high 25 points to help the Hurricanes beat LaSalle 84-77, despite having an ankle injury. He just wanted to come out, stand on business, and do what he had to do. Norchad Omir also finished with 23 points, followed by Matthew Cleveland, former Florida State guy, with 14 for the night. Nigel Pack, they're becoming this quad, there's a quadruple yeah that's four right you know you know Ken always helps me with my words becoming this nice set that hopefully can take the hurricanes far this season it's something that i think you know it's going to be crucial for them as they get to that veteran type play we're always known for miami having sort of that deep pack that always group of group of guys that can get things together they'll certainly need that throughout this season coach larry nega says the expectations are so high for us a power five team in a power five conference trying to play power five basketball with a very undersized team it really takes a total team effort for them to get where they want to be but we know coach larry is one of the best of the best can certainly make it happen and make a shake for them again a good victory for the canes let's talk about Pitt beating south carolina state 86 to 50 we knew that, you know, once again, Blake Henson and Leggett were going to be the main factors, but it was Zach Austin who had 12 points coming off that bench for Pitt, shooting 31 for 62, 50%, which was excellent for the Panthers as they're a team that's still trying to find its way, only eight and three to start the season. But if you think about just who the Panthers can be, they're very much a high, a high, a low, low type of team. This is one where you get your confidence boost, and they certainly got that against the Bulldogs, and they'll keep rolling, and we'll see how it rocks. Let's talk about Notre Dame, who had a great game. Excuse me, not a great game. Close game. Sorry, 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 sorry. 72-68 to 68 victory over the 72-68 victory Georgetown had over Notre Dame. Listen, sometimes overtime gets the best of you. Clutch three from Masood, from Ishmael Masood, who really just – help the team secure the victory, but it was the huge block that the block shot that sunk Notre Dame. Now we haven't talked much about Notre Dame this season. Honestly, there hasn't been much to share, but I think that overall this team is a good one. One that has potential. They play the second game of their six game homestand against the Citadel tonight. And I think it's just one of those situations where they have to bounce back 
They have to figure out just how to, you know, it's a game of runs, but you have to put the game sort of away towards the end and going back and forth when you're not exactly the more experienced team or have the more more skilled players. You're certainly going to give yourself a disadvantage, and that's certainly what happened against that Georgetown matchup. So we'll see how they shake back this uh, upcoming against the Citadel. Moving on, we have Virginia Tech, a team that, you know, listen, I love Virginia Tech. I think they have great coaches. I think they always just have that hard knock, you know, want to win mentality. But the kid that I've really liked so far this season is actually Lynn Kidd. He is quietly becoming one of those under the radar, you know, most improved, whatever kind of awards you want to throw out out there for him player in the ACC. Lynn Kidd scoring 17 points against Virginia Tech to beat Vermont 73-51. It was really just a matter of a better team took, took the W, but Virginia Tech remaining unbeaten at home. We know how hard it is to play in Blacksburg, whether it's Lane Stadium or in this in their arena. They're 6-0 currently and they host the American on Thursday. These are just games that historically, sometimes Virginia Tech can be shaky about. They're going to have to pick up another W, not in, in non-conference play, nor to prepare themselves for what will be a very top of the top of the new year, January, hard-nosed uh, ACC lineup. So I think Virginia Tech has put itself in a great place, and as they keep rolling, they're certainly going to need to find ways to win and sort of just prep themselves for what will be a long stretch in conference play. Let's talk about Virginia, who 9-1 Virginia. Let me tell you something about Virginia. They're good for getting close matchups to teams that they should be dog walking. And Northeastern was no different. The 56-54, 56-54 victory for the Cavaliers was certainly one where you look at the film and you certainly want something back. But you come out, you tell yourself, hey, as long as you get the W on the chart, who cares? how you get it. It's one of those games that you get punched in the mouth because they're going to give it right back to you. And that's certainly what Coach Bennett said of Northeastern. Reese Beekman, definitely with his 21 points, final four of the game to help Virginia get that toe-to-toe victory against Northeastern was something to be proud of, taking the game over, with what, which is what you expect from a senior leader, and you just move on, right? You hit a pair of three throws, you hope for the best, and you play hard-nosed defense, which is what Virginia has been known to do. Now you have a four-game winning streak. Get yourself squeaking back in that top 25, and you figure out how to just keep moving forward. Virginia have really, Virginia has really you know, been that team where we want more points, want more flashy, but they are who they are. Sometimes people have figured them out. Sometimes they have not, especially the team that you weren't expecting to do that. They now go on the road and face that Memphis team who beat Clemson, arguably one of our best teams here in the conference, and a Memphis team that has a lot to prove and definitely wants to be a top 25 program. This 9-1 Virginia, te- Virginia team can't come shaking, can't come slouching. They have to bring their best ball. So we'll see how it all shakes out, but there's that. As we wrap up here, these final men's conversations and these hoop matchups, we want to, of course, talk about Florida State, who came up short against against SMU 68-57. <sighs> you know, I really, my heart is getting a little bit, starting to pucker up against my guy, Coach Hamilton. There's just something that's not clicking for the Florida State men. They host North Florida on Thursday. I don't want to see them get, I don't want to see 
Hamilton not make it through a season. I think he will because of off the strength. But it's just something about this team that just needs a mental turnaround, right? I think there's something about this team that has been struggling to get the ball in the basket. It just don't seem like they're communicating well against each other. It just feels like an off, hey, I, you know, I'm looking for someone else to just be that leader. I think that ultimately they're not scoring, right? You have guys like Darius Green. Darren Green, who's certainly trying to take the game over, but only 10 points is never going to do it, right? You have guys like Baba Miller trying to take the game over, but you're going to need a little more than six to get it done. If you're entire, if you have one bench player coming off spears with 10 points and you have everyone else barely making it out of double digits, it's never going to bode well for you, right? At the end of the day, free throws notwithstanding. I think it's going to take a miracle for Florida State to even consider themselves an NCAA tournament, let alone not be one of the first teams to play on that Tuesday during the ACC uh, tournament. I think it's just something to be mindful of for a program that is supposed to be one of the best of the best in terms of where we have seen Hamilton build this uh program of men's basketball and yet somehow just keeps falling flat and you ask yourself maybe it's just time for a change of the guards hopefully they'll figure something else out but you know a a team that's going to be joining the ACC SMU welcome to the party and they certainly did a big win with that we'll end you with Tennessee and NC State 79-70 victory for Tennessee and I will say you know North Carolina is very lucky that they caught Tennessee on a down night because this Tennessee program said, I don't know if you have North Carolina in your name, however it goes, we're here to give you that L. And they did just that. They hold off against a very strong NC State team who certainly wanted to remain, who certainly made it hard for the Vols to get into that game. But it was physical and it came down to just a will of wants and volunteers were ultimately able to do that 10 points in the final seven minutes to secure the victory for the Vols is something where you just have to, you know, hold your head up and just get out alive and get out with win. And that's what they did. DJ Horn, 16 points, DJ Burns, 15 points, and Jaden Taylor had 11. Not a bad game for the guys. It's just once you look at, again, turnovers, good game, you find yourself not hitting clutch shots when you need them. It always just, you know, boils down to sometimes it's just not, not, not your night. And that certainly wasn't, but it was for the Wolf Pack. They were eight for 18 on three pointers after the fast start. And then they entered the game shooting 34% from three, but only shot 44% against Tennessee. Not something that you cry about, but certainly something you take back in the notes and you watch film on. As NC State gets ready to face St. Louis, hopefully it'll be a nice get back game for them as they look towards the rest of the season. Now, it's a nice little rundown. I'm sure you're like, what happened? Did I watch the games? But I gave you just a little recap. As we go through the rest of the week, we have a lot to discuss here uh, for the ACC. The Sunday matchups were big as Syracuse beat Oregon 83-63. And why does that matter? Because a Syracuse team that is 8-3 and three, trying to figure themselves out. Judah Mintz is my guy, along with Lynn Kidd. I really am excited to see what this kid is going to do as he gets ready for the next level. I think this is his... Uh, last year here with the program, but 18 points and you had Copeland with 15 and Syracuse is just quietly just being getting back to what they used to be right a very consistent team has some, you know, certainly some shakeup moments in the beginning, but, you know, being able to come back after Oregon took an early 14 to five lead, not letting yourself get out of the game, making sure that you had your head on straight. 
Mints having four steals and five assists and three rebounds and committed only six turnovers, which, of course, you always want to get better and can clean up. But that was the end of non-conference play for the Orange, and it's certainly one that you want to get excited about um, as you face Niagara to wrap, excuse me, to wrap up your non-conference play and get ready for ACC uh, turn, AC tournament. Good Lord. Get ready for ACC matchups starting in the new year. All in all, happy for happy for Syracuse as they're marching away. Now, Louisville picks up a win, 85-63 against Pepperdine, but let's just call it what it is, spade to spade here. There's just so much controversy going around Louisville that you don't even know when to be excited about their wins. You don't know when, to, like, just glad everyone came out. Everybody has their tights. Everybody has what they need. It's just, we'll take a win when we can get it. But if you think about where Louisville stands and ACC play, we need them to win more and more consistently to help elevate where we're trying to get the rest of our guys who are definitely going to have some postseason play in the conversation. We don't want to have too many more fringe players, if that makes sense. You know, we have highs of highs when you have you guys like <clears throat> Brandon Huntley Hatfield having big games and coming up clutch. But I certainly think it's one thing where uh, Louisville still has a lot to figure out and they have a lot of, you know, just X's and O's that if you if you watch the game of basketball, you're just saying to yourself, yeah, it's cool to beat the ones you're supposed to beat, but not because, you know, you did something so grand, but just because off the strength of some skill set there, I, I think that there's a lot of clock management and just figuring out you know, how to get certain lineups together. That's certainly going to be critical for Louisville down the stretch. So we'll keep our eyes peeled, but we will take a victory from Louisville. We feel whenever we can get it. Make sure you guys tune in for the rest of the week. We know that there's a lot of good matchups coming. Uh, Wake Forest beats Delaware State on Monday and Tuesday. There's full of uh, slates between Notre Dame, Citadel, Virginia, and Memphis, as I mentioned, and North Florida and Florida State happening all tonight. You don't want to miss those games, but football is king around here, and we know that your favorite who cannot join us today is certainly going to have a lot to talk about in that transfer portal news, so make sure you check that out. We don't want you to be without those opportunities to get in and make comments. We'll go live later on on Tuesday evening to talk through you know, Trey Benson, Fabian Lovett, right? Zero out. We got to talk about NC State, you know, just going crazy in the portal with some of their pickups. And you look around some of the other schools, Jordan Waters deciding to go from Duke to NC State. Like that's just, you know, is it is it cool to, you know, cross-functional partner there? We'll, we'll talk about all of that. So make sure that you are locked in on those episodes and you check it out. Leave all the reviews and the love. We always appreciate you guys coming on for Candace Cooper. Until next time.